We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why... When it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 378. We are brought to you today by Harry's. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire. You can check them out there. So, ALCS Game 2, Yankees drop. An absolute gut-wrenching loss. That was I was uh, trying to think of a word to describe it, Scott. And uh, organ grinding is the way I think I can describe that game. Organ grinding, that's what you got? Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those, those games when you're seeing... You see opportunities, and then there's uh, a lot of uh, missed opportunities at the end of the game, uh, and... and towards the end i mean honestly for me i'm watching the end of this game i'm like well it's gonna happen just only a matter of time it's a matter of time with the guys that were rolling out at this point i mean houston left so many guys on base too it was they were the yankees were getting out of a lot of jams and um, i thought they were gonna really the astros are really gonna regret not 
getting runs in the 10th when Loisica couldn't find the strike zone. Yeah. And they brought in Hap. And you thought, okay, maybe this is like breathes new life into the Yankees. They have a, they have a, them, the Astros, uh, backs against the wall where they have runners on pace. And two of just the most inept umpiring calls back to back that, the Gary Sanchez at bat, yeah. you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, he misses the ball by two feet, and the I guy calls close. it a foul tip. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't even mad at the makeup call, but it was right. a 1,000% a makeup call right after that. But it's just inept umpiring, it's just, like, condensed into a 20-second window. It's like, yeah, here's the, po- here's the poster board for inept umpiring in 2019. And then Gary Sanchez bouncing up and down like a small infi- inf- an infant about yeah. the third strike call. Bro, you just missed the ball by two feet. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you're lucky you're there. And, oh, by the way, there was a, another ball that hit the rafters and, like, all these things that Did are Did you happening. know that could happen in Houston? I didn't know that could happen. Happened twice tonight. No, I know. I'd never Jesus. seen that before, though. And that's, that's a Tampa Bay Tropicana move. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... Apparently, it's a dome thing. And uh, these, these domes are, are susceptible. I mean, it helped us out a little bit. or could have helped us out. Didn't, but... Uh, give, you know, gave, uh, gave the at-bat new life. But, yeah, you know, the thing is, is when you're looking at when you're looking at how many guys the uh, the Astros also had on base, um, you know they, they missed more a, they missed a lot of opportunities. Yeah. yeah, they missed a lot of opportunities. I'm looking up uh, the runners on. But well, they, at one point the Yankees were one for two with runners in scoring position, and the Astros were one for eight. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the last time I heard they had uh, they had left ten guys on. Uh, I swear I'd heard that after the more. sixth inning. The Yankees did absolutely nothing. They didn't really have anyone on base. They had no hits until Gardner's two-out single um, when they, they mounted a little bit of a rally there. I mean, it's exactly how you draw yeah, up a game against... It's exactly how you draw up a game against Verlander, though. You don't expect to crush Verlander. Like, no one's, no one's mad that you didn't crush Verlander, but you made him work. You got him out. He didn't complete seven innings. So that's the blueprint for facing Verlander. And Boone made the right call, I, I think by bringing in Chad Green in the third inning uh, because Paxton clearly was not on his game. And it was going to get bad. It was one run. It was going to get worse. It was almost it, – it, it very well could have gotten bad before that. Paxton was not around the zone. He was behind – Every hitter. Practically every hitter. And, yeah, it, when we know this – was, this was one of the big keys that we talked about before this series. If Paxton's going to go up there and not throw strikes early, this – Houston Astros team is going to take the pitches and then they're going to sit in zones and wait for him to come into the strike zone and they're going to mash. And he was just, he was falling behind too many guys. He's lucky that that ball from Bregman didn't leave the yard because it was smoked. Bregman thought it was gone. It should have been gone. And night, every other ballpark, it's gone except for maybe Fenway because it's a high wall, but it was a line drive that goes out of, you know, most ballparks. And, um, he just he got lucky in some in some circumstances. There's no doubt about it. Like you know, he got that uh, in, in the first inning. Even got a got a double play to get out of it. That was that was good. Like you're looking at what what happened there, and you're like, okay, you can kind of get out of this. But you know, it was clear what they're. It was clear that they were making him throw strikes. Right? They were they were waiting for Paxton to come in, and unless and the only way that they that Paxton could have combated that strategy is by peppering the zone. You pepper the strike zone, and these guys are taking. Uh, on that first time around, then you have the opportunity on the second time around to expand this, the strike zone a little bit more. And he fell right into their lap and uh, and just continued to throw balls and, and played into their game plan. And um, they just couldn't execute when with, with runners on. 
The frustrating thing about Paxton is his stuff can play in the strike zone. He can get guys I out know. with his stuff in the strike zone. So there's a lot of paranoia about tip pitching. Um, yeah. Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but every time Bregman reaches first base, he yells something into the dugout. And and people are like, oh, Bregman knows something. He's He's giving away Paxton's tell. And it's like... No, not every time he yells into the dugout, he's screaming about some tipping. I, frankly, I think it could be posturing where he knows it's a thing. It's a storyline because Paxton had a tip pitching issue earlier in this year in Houston. So if, if they could play mind games, yeah, that that's if, if you could play mind games with the other pitcher, even if you think if you make him think. You think I'm gonna make you, you know think that we coming. think that we know yeah. what's coming because you don't. You're you're. That's you're so, almost as bad as actually know it. what's coming because then you're not thinking about executing pitches. You're thinking about not tipping pitches. So, yeah, it was it was a hundred percent the right call to pull Paxton in the third inning, um, and Chad Green looked maybe the best I've ever seen Chad Green look. He was on fire, and I know you you were uh, screaming about pulling him for Adovino, and uh, I didn't I mean, care who you brought in. I didn't want anybody. So was to come your in. problem with Adovino coming in, or no. was it pulling Chad Green? It was pulling Chad Green. Like, okay. Uh, yes, Adovino would not have been the first guy I go to because I just think he's been he's been flat out bad lately. Highly I mean, questionable in the playoffs. He's been bad. He's not been able to th- throw strikes, and that's a problem when you're playing the Houston Astros. And the and, one strike he threw on the first pitch was a friggin' meatball spinning slider. Right, but that's the thing. The adverse effect to not throwing strikes is you can sit. First pitch strike like fastball, and if you get something where you want it, you can you can do you can do damage to it. Like you can kind of foreshadow to try to get a to, for him to try to get ahead. We foreshadowed that Ottavino matchup. Like this is not good news. No, when you have Chad Green coming in, and uh, did he get one or two outs the first the when he came in for he pitched Paxton? two to- he pitched two total innings, so he got two outs after Paxton. Then he pitched a full inning, and then he got one out in the fifth inning. So here's the thing, though. It was two innings, but it was also two inning breaks. I don't care about that. He came out after that last inning break, though. He was out there throwing the ball and looked unbelievable. Right, so once he's already out there again. Yeah, that that makes nothing. Yeah, exactly. You see that. I'm not not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to think what Boone's thinking and what their analytics are thinking. Because you know there's data behind all this. We we argued back and forth last night about this. But the fact of the matter is they take all the information at hand to make their best educated decision. And it didn't work out. This is exactly the argument I was talking about with the starting pitchers. It's the same situation. It's the guy going well and you're trying to go against the whatever the numbers say, even though Adovino and Springer, there were four at-bats. Three of them were strikeouts, I think they said, right? But four at-bats is not enough to make a distinctive decision. Four at-bats is not a nothing. sample. And, and, and so when you have a guy like Green, who is absolutely... I mean, every single person who was watching that game could tell that Chad Green was on fire, was, un, was unhittable at that point. And yeah. when you see these guys who are who are uh, who struggle, uh, some of them against the high velocity, the, the 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 way that he was throwing, he's got movement. He when he's on, he's got one of the best fastballs in baseball, and he was on. And uh, at that point, you, you got to stay with him. You have to stay with him I, to you know, finish the fifth inning. You finish the inning, yes, or at least. Yeah. Get him to a point where he's not, you know, if you if you see um, if you see diminished, if you see a, a chink in the armor or yeah. a weakness or of some sort, some kind of a thing that says he's not, uh, you know, executing like he had been in the in the last inning in two thirds, then then okay, have someone ready. 
but you can't well, pull him by, after a dominant strikeout to bring in a guy that has been struggling to throw strikes. It's, it's it was it, to me it was reckless. It was bad. By going to your bullpen in the third inning, you're put you're you're putting all your chips in the middle of the table you, because you're going for broke there. You're bringing in your high leverage guys in the third inning. That's they, why you have to extend Green a little bit further. That's why yeah, you maybe have a little Green bit further. It. Yeah, I mean he did pitch two innings, and then Canley ended up pitching two and a third or two and two third two Canley two was, thirds innings. Canley was Canley. great. Yep. The one scary moment with Canley was the Canley was the deep fly ball by Correa. Other than that, he was great. Green was great, um, I, and, and you know, Adovino wasn't necessarily that bad. He gave up the home run, which was bad. It was a bad pitch, but then he struck out. Um, who did he strike out? Who then reached? But here's the thing: I don't care because about on that. the pass he, ball, the, it already happened. No, I know the damage had happened to him. The 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 job was already failed when he walked in and threw a meatball over the center of the plate for George Springer to center, smack. Center dick right yeah, there. I mean, 87 you, mile an hour spinner. It's it's a terrible... When that thing is leaking over the plate and stays on the plate, it's a bad pitch. And it, it, it doesn't really... Did it, Springer hit it a million feet? A million feet. And uh, so I don't really care what he did after that because at that point it was already... He, he failed his job. He's way down the trust tree right now. But is he? Because he should, he should have no, been he already. Should be. he, I mean, he should, should have be. been... But he okay, should well, have been already. This should be the final nail in the coffin. Like he is, he is firmly below Canley. Obviously, Green, Britton, Chapman. He is maybe he's above like Loisica and Sessa and Sabathia. But other than that, he's he's. I'm not bringing him in in high leverage situations where you got to make a pitch and you can't walk a guy or you're facing someone like Springer who is a home run hitter and. I mean, how many freaking times has the broadcast said, as Springer goes, the Astros go? It's like I feel like they say that every time he walks into the batter's box. I mean, they say a lot of stupid shit. I don't know what they say <laughs> half the time. But the, um, th- Oh, you know, I got to shout out. Uh, so Andrea, yeah, our friend Andrea, she has a perfect nickname for Adovino. She calls him Ajitavino. Yeah, it's true. It's true because the ball, I mean, you know, when he's on and that Frisbee thing is going across the plate, uh, across the body of the uh, of the right-handed hitter, it looks it looks crazy. He's got some stupid movement, but lately he just hasn't been able to control it very well. It's been and a regression pretty much for him the last yeah, month and a half of the it season, has. and specifically in the playoffs when when we're looking at uh, two two at two at bats, two walks, two two jobs that you did not complete, and you know more guys coming out of the pen, walking walking dudes. Um, you know, CC comes out being the lefty specialist. <laughs> throws three straight balls. Honestly, the fourth one was a ball. It should have been a ball four. He called it a strike. Uh, got out of it, so good for him. Um, and uh, and then, you know, Loisiga coming in was was another six, one of those, like, six straight balls. What What are we doing? Like, that. that's the entire reason why I didn't even want him on the roster. He's he's a guy that has been struggling throwing strikes. Why not Wh- Sessa there? Why not Sessa there? Yes, I agree. Why not Sessa there? Why not Heller in his freaking spot, first of all? But why? Well, yeah, I mean, why, Heller didn't really get many innings under his belt, but it, he, he's a more, I think we talked about this when we were talking about speculating. He's a more one-inning guy. He, he's, he's got better, I don't know, he just seems like, Loisica is kind of in that middle where it's like you don't quite know how to use him. Right? Loisica was used pitcher. well yesterday. <laughs> 
in a in, in a blowout win? Yeah, yeah. Velizico <laughs> was used very well on, on Saturday innings. night. Yeah. Yes. And he used back-to-back nights. I believe Buck on the broadcast said first time all year he was used back-to-back games. That makes sense. He's not a he's not a short inning reliever. So that so makes why sense. Are, so why not a guy like Sessa in that? Well, point? they back themselves into a corner where they're 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 throwing darts at a wall by that point, hoping something sticks. But this is so. This is exactly what happened against the the Minnesota Twins, but didn't backfire or didn't didn't burn us when. Well, it's because um, it's the Minnesota Twins. I understand that, but it's it's a dangerous strategy when you start going in there and you you use three relievers, three of your high power relief guys in one inning, and it's the fifth inning. That's well, they that's weren't a, planning on using. Deal. I think they were planning on using Adovino for more, but. The, they just couldn't because because he, he was bad again because bad the same again, thing yeah. happened last time right so let's how about we learn from our so mistakes I think then? hopefully they finally learn their lesson but that's the thing stay with the guy who's hot stay with the guy who's hot stay with him guess what guess what Houston did they stayed with their guys freaking what's his face submarine boy who's been out who's who's been in the league he for ninety seven years pitched in two in innings inning and two thirds yeah. Well, they they extended Canley to two and third, two and two thirds. He's done that. That's longer than yeah. he's used to. Right, he's gone. That's two a innings. long outing for Canley. It is, and I thought and, maybe they would have extended Britain. But honestly, Britain had an easy inning in the eighth. Why not extend Britain for the ninth, and then you get Chapman for the tenth? Well, I thought they were going to do that originally, and when when Britain went into the dugout, it didn't look like he was finished. He was he was no. kind of walking around like. Why did they bring him out? I want to know like what happened there with Britain because he looked great. Yeah, um, I don't know. I know that they were talking about Chapman for two innings that he's been, uh, you know, he's ready to go, but he labored. 25 for, pitches, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a lot of long at-bats. Um, but Canely was used for that long, almost out of necessity, I think, at that point. Um, you know, I think yes. that, I don't think he, I don't think Boone, I, I, like, for instance, if Canely had take, had come in on that, uh, in that, um, in that spot where Green did, I think he would have done the same thing because the freaking numbers tell you. Like you, at, at a certain point, you got to take him out. But he was forced to keep him in in that spot because he really had nobody else to go to because he wanted to use Britain for the eighth. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the extra innings and what happened there. First, I want to tell you guys about Harry's Razors. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. Let me educate you a little bit, Scott, on a history lesson. You know what? The secret to a great shave has not changed much. The ancient Greeks did not need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I love Harry's. You love Harry's, Scott, because it gives us a close shave, even though, you know, we got beards going on, but you still got to get that neckline lined up. Yeah, clean it up. If your beard stretches up to your cheeks, like you're you're getting up there in age, like who knows where hair is growing out of at this point? Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. my hair's not going up to my cheeks, man. <laughs> um, do us a favor, go check out Harry's at Harry's.com/bluewire for your free trial today. Harry's is a return to the essential quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two dollars per blade. Uh, listeners of the Bronx Pinstripe Show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted uh, ergonomic handle with a firm grip, five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade. You'll get a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade to cover your razor and keep it dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. So what's the feeling coming out of like what what is the vibe on the flight home to New York tonight? Because they did what they had to do, get a game in Houston, right? 
Yes, so they did. What, they did. What's they got, the, what's at the end the... of the day, when you're looking back, they 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 flipped home field. If right. That, that was but, what was important. That was one of the big storylines going into this game: health or or home field. Well, they flipped it. Are so, you a proponent of? Do you believe that even though like uh, certain losses can be worse than other losses? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think they can be. I think tonight. So is this a loss that's bad? Like if you got out went out there and got Verlander, like like we heard that term thrown around last like last week when. Like you get Verlander some nights and he he shoves for eight innings and like what are you gonna do? You move on. Like you can swallow that loss and just go to the next day. But when you had them on the brink, you had them where your 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 uh, shoe was on their throat and you were ready to stomp and you just couldn't go down the final inch. Does that hurt more? Uh, because I don't even think it was that. I mean the 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 game was tied for. The majority of the second half of that of that game. So no, it's, I know. Yeah, they had like, the lead after the judge homer, but that was in the fifth was, inning. Yeah, but so they didn't really have a, a stranglehold on that game at any point. There was no like, no. There, but but what there was no, it's like they were it in gone the either way. Yeah, yeah, they were in the opportunity. They did exactly what they needed to do against Verlander. They got him into a situation where the the pitch count was up. Uh, the the one situation that that we definitely need to talk about was uh, was the inning when we had uh, first and second. And uh, Verlander was definitely laboring. I think he was up near 80, 90 pitches at that point when um, when Phil Nevin uh, sent Lemayhew. Oh, sixth inning, yeah. On the sixth yeah. inning, on the on the ground ball to was uh, that a mistake to send him to Altuve uh, and the ball? So when I'm watching this live and I'm seeing what happened, I'm like, you can't see the runner first of all from the from the broadcast the, from the live broadcast. You couldn't see Lemayhew. Um, you see what's in front of you. You see the play, and then all of a sudden there's a play at home, and he's out by a mile. So I'm looking at that, and in my head I'm thinking, ball was the second base. Um, LeMahe was on second. There were two outs, so he got a good jump, but he's still running. Like I'm not sending him there. You have, you have a guy that Ver, a Verlander who who was laboring in that inning. He was definitely gassed in that inning. There was a point there where where I thought that he was there was an opportunity to take advantage of him. They were hitting the ball hard. They were squaring him up. Long at bats. He wasn't fooling anybody in that inning anymore. He was definitely laboring, and. Um, Sanchez was coming up. And Gary up Sanchez was up. And although Gary, like hindsight, you're looking at his at-bat in the seventh inning and it was god-awful against Verlander, the first at-bat he had against Verlander was actually not bad. He took some really good swings, just missed a few uh, fastballs that went straight back to the fence. And um, and his last at-bat of the night, despite how it same ended, thing, was actually yeah. a good at-bat. Right. Uh, there were a few There were a few really good cuts. I mean, he's just missing the, those balls, but that's, he's missing that's a lot of That's one of, of those balls. plays you take a chance when you know runs are hard to come by and you just make the guy make a good throw. They, so, they made Correa make a perfect throw. So in that situation, when I'm watching it and I'm seeing the way Verlander is in a current situation, like I, I want that, I want the bases loaded. I want Gary Sanchez up after taking some decent swings the first time. And I want to put that pressure on Verlander and, and make him throw something and get, get him out. Um, when I saw the replay after that, after I saw the replay from the angle of kind of where Phil Nevin was, cause he was like three quarters of the way down the line. Uh, it was definitely not as bad as I thought it was, you know, when I saw the live play, it looked the, the ball bounced directly to Correa. He made a great play off balance, uh, and threw a strike home. And that was the reason why LeMahieu looked so far out. It was because it was a terrific play and the ball, it was a very fortunate bounce right to him. So that's not something he was, he was already being sent when the ball was almost in the air you know, off yeah. of uh, Altuve's chest. So I don't really, it was, I don't think it was, I don't think it was the, I still don't think it was probably the right call, but I don't think it was as egregious as, you know, it looked live. 
Yeah, it's a chance that uh, I'm I'm okay taking. Um, there was a a few different uh, weird plays where, uh, and I don't know if it was the the broadcast angles or what it was, but didn't you think or there were a couple instances where the ball was going in the gap and and the Yankees just like Mabin was seemed like he was playing in left center field, like he was not playing left field, he was playing left center field tonight. Yeah, and what are you saying about it? You're saying that it, the the alignment? no, I mean it's just like it. I I kind of got fooled by by. I didn't know if it was the broadcast angle the way they showed it, or if it was just like the the positioning of Mabin because that Brantley one, the line Brantley, drive, the uh, Bregman line drive off yeah. Chad Green. There were actually. two. There were two of them. Yeah, that I was like, oh, that's a gapper, and it's just like no, Mabin's didn't even have to like run for it. He was just there. Yeah, no, you're right. I think he was. They were definitely playing them a little bit further uh, over towards center field. I mean, props and, I mean, to it, the They were playing them right, yeah. yeah. They, they played them correctly. They, You know, that wasn't really much of an issue. And then uh, we're looking at a couple situations late in the game too, right? Aaron Hicks all of a sudden shows his face. <laughs> he goes in and pinch hits for, for Mabin. Got his um, feet wet. Get, yeah, get your feet wet now. Like, okay. Didn't and, want to start him against Verlander. We didn't mention that Stanton didn't play because of a quadriceps pull and this is a problem because now now you have a guy that's limited to play and yeah. if you take him off of this roster he can't play in the in the world series if if they were to advance so they're in a predicament now where they're basically playing down a guy that's what's happening because they have a, a guy who's injured and, and it's maybe not he's like not you injured can... enough to take him off so that it's risking for the next series it's not even something where they're like oh let's just dh him because then you lose edwin Mm-mm. so which he has been pretty bad lately he's been he's been bad but Still want him up every still time. Still want him. You still yeah. want Edwin in the lineup. Yeah, so, there there was. Um, so you're you're in a predicament where you're deciding if Stanton's. So it was weird comments because Boone's like, "Oh, we're just trying to get him an extra day. Uh, he's definitely uh, able to pinch hit or emergency situations." And then there was a, a question asked to Boone. I have the the quote in here. He was asked uh, if it was absolutely necessary, would he play? And he said, "Oh, for sure." But does so, that mean that does that mean based on like if there were another injury and he had to play? I, I guess that's, I that's what, what that means. Meant. Yeah. So when you're looking at, I mean, they said that he 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 did something to it early in the game. Yes. First at bat right? Saturday night, right, running so he, to first base. All right, he hit a home run after that. So there right. there were there were uh, there were positive results from after uh, he did, and he actually played a, a relatively decent left field last night. I thought. So I mean I don't know what ill effects were that the the next day you could you could probably feel it more maybe he's he was tight who knows but um, Encarnacion had uh, you know a good at bat at the end of the game uh, got Gardner up Encarnacion standing on first what am I doing Hoping looking around for Tyler pinch, Wade I'm looking around for somebody I'm looking around for Tyler freaking Wade because this is exactly the situation you needed him in and Tyler what would have happened or- they would have taken the lead because Gardner goes out there and smacks a base hit. Tyler Wade scoring on that play. Steal a bag. Oh, well, you're assuming he stole the bag. You're goddamn too, right he's stealing but, that bag. So even if it wasn't Tyler Wade, though, if Stanton had started, then you could have pinch run Mabin. Could have pinch run Mabin. I don't think Mabin's definitely not the base stealer or, or runner that, that Wade is. Um, so he's I don't a hell of a lot faster than Edwin. I mean, he's. it's not even... You can't even. They're they're very different things. Like Edwin's just going station to station. So yeah, I, I don't even know when if you they play send with Edwin a three man a, bench. When you play with, play with a three man bench, you're you're hamstringing yourself. No pun intended. But that is the thing. That's the thing. Here's when you're, another thing, though. When you're if in you're these when add, you're in these situations, you gotta have those role players. That's the reason we're here. 
but they add the extra pitchers so they can go to the bullpen in the third inning. It's not the extra pitcher that's the problem, though, for that. It was the the roster. To, Aaron Hicks is screwing shit up. Well, I think Aaron doing. Hicks gets a start on Tuesday. I mean, he should at this point. I'm surprised they didn't start him tonight. Actually, I mean, I, go ahead. Yeah. Tonight, I'm, me too. Tonight was the night you started. I mean, if you're, you, you got an injury to Stanton, it's a clear path to start Aaron Hicks. Again, if he's on the roster and you're not willing to start him, Why? then don't put him on the roster. Yes, because then you can have a healthy guy who has a, a, a specific role and can help your team in a specific And how much situation? did you think that this in extra on. innings there was going to be a, a ball to center field that he was going to have to throw home on and it was going to like his elbow was going to fall off with the baseball and was going to come tumbling into the infield? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh it's 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 a that that whole situation is strange, but but yeah, when you don't have a guy that's the, you know one of the last men on the bench that's hanging out there waiting for that that pinch run situation, um, exactly the way you had it. Edwin works a, a good at bat. That's what he does. He he he, you know, he drives um, the count up, and uh, and he can get those walks, and now you get somebody to run for him, and you win the goddamn game. Uh, so going home four o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday, uh, Severino against Cole. You got to kind of take the same approach that you took to Verlander to Cole. Just work them, work them, work them, and hope to get into their bullpen. You know, as much as much as I I I don't like Smoltz and his commentary and the things that he absolutely just hammers and hammers and hammers and hammers down your throat. He's not wrong about the bullpen. He's not. When you when you when you have this quick hook, and this is this is really worrying me about Boone. Catch up. It's gonna catch you in the ass at some point. It's absolutely gonna do it when you have a seven Why game series. You go for broke in tonight's game. You gotta win the game. Right, but that's my point. He went for broke, but then he didn't. You extend Green in that inning, then you have more options later on. What he's doing is he's leaving a he's leaving this team with no options at the end of the game. You either go with Chapman for two innings. Or you're gum, you're rolling in Cece and Lions and Loizaga and whomever else. What if? And why the hell is why? I mean, Sessa exceeded expectations this year. Seemingly pitched much better than. Why is he not coming in that game? I don't. understand He's got to be ahead of the order on Loizaga. I mean, Absolutely especially has to be ahead of the order. On especially Loizaga. after Loizaga already pitched yesterday and hasn't pitched in back-to-back games all year. So what are we doing? They brought in Savathia to get the one lefty out. Fine. Then there was a couple righties up, so they wanted to bring in a right-handed pitcher. And I'm sure there's some numbers that say that Loisica's spin rate or, or something has better <sighs> against those hitters than Sessa. But you're going to a couple righties, and then Hap is the guy who's going to be out there until the game ended, right. pretty much. Yeah. So once Hap's in, no one else is coming in. But I was going to ask you, what if they pulled Chad Green... Because they, in the back of their mind, are saying we need an opener for Game Four. Again, you, he still threw two innings. So, right. I what mean, if two innings was his max, though? Is what I'm saying. But why? Why is why is that his max? That's I, I don't. I mean, you, this is the thing. I like, obviously he's already don't know out the there. Damn answer. No, but my but question is, th- it doesn't make sense. That to me doesn't make sense because he's already run out there, like you said, through two through two breaks. He's thrown uh, two innings. He's already out there for that second inning where he could, you know, finish the uh, out there for a third inning and could finish that third inning, um, which would put him at uh, two and two thirds. It's just not that much of a difference to me. And with these guys, the way that they throw him, and he was up and he was warming up twice, I think. Just finish just throwing shit against the wall. I know, but it's it's um, it's just one of those. It's it's a clearer situation where they're not looking at what's happening on the field in that current moment and and feeling that out, and that pisses me off. 
I mean, the bottom line is like, obviously we're upset. It's two o'clock in the morning and they just lost the game in extra innings, but they did split in Houston, which yes. is what, what they want to do. And they're coming home for three straight games. Like they could end the series at home. So that's why you needed to steal game one. They stole game one. And here we go. Like, you gotta, you gotta win at home. You gotta take care of business in your ballpark. So, pressure still all on Houston, even though they have their number one pitcher on the mound. Luis Severino's there. He's gonna be ready to match Garrett Cole for four, hopefully five innings, and then pff, let's see what happens with the bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's four o'clock on Tuesday. It's gonna be a weird start. The one thing that we're talking about were shadows. Like first couple innings in those games could go by real fast, where nobody can hit. That happened so, in the so uh, Nationals game. Mm-hmm. Nationals game on Saturday afternoon, where the first three innings, the shadows were crazy, and it's like you got Scherzer up there grunting, throwing ninety nine miles an hour. It's like you got no friggin' chance. So that's a that's a very interesting point here because it's gonna it's gonna put this uh, this thing to the test. So if you if you have a Severino and he's going through the the um, the lineup with these shadows and it's really making it difficult for the batters to do. Do you not take that into consideration when you're talking when you're and he's dominating and you're, you don't take that into consideration when you when when the third time around comes up? They won't. But but why? Because you're really because, not seeing a true because a true. Again, I, I don't want to f- like argue with you about this. I'm, no, no, I'm but not... that, I'm, I'm I'm talking about like actual real like a real environmental situation for this partic- for that particular thing. Yeah, no, I, like, I get it. Shouldn't it's that not... be considered? It should be, and maybe it is, but maybe it's not weighed heavily. Yeah. Um, but to, I, I, again, Tanaka's a more of a two-time through the order guy. His numbers—they talked about his splits. The OPS against him for third time, third time through the order is bad. So you don't push your luck with a guy like Tanaka. Maybe they push their luck with Severino, but he also has not pitched more than four innings at any point this year. Like we, we still have to realize Luis Severino has not pitched a lot this year. Yeah, I mean he's gotten the the pitch count. It's, to me, it's more about the pitch count, but the uh, the innings. It, it's all about the la- look. He's he's his arm is fresh at this point. It's 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 ready to be ramped up too. Uh, he can he can continue to go. So it's just a matter of how comfortable they are pushing him with this pitch limit as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think a guy like both of those guys, if there are if the shadows are, are coming into play, and that's a tough situation those are two those are two guys that you do not want to face as an offense when no, when there's it, another when there's another element in in play it's 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 lethal when there's shadows in play all right uh we still have a couple tickets left for game three and game four if you want to go to either of those go check it out on uh bronx pinstripes fan shop in section 205 i will be at the game scott any final thoughts as the yankees head home for game three it's just it's a you know today is a day that I think a lot of people are going to look at and they're going to they're going to be mad because they thought the Yankees should have won the game and and granted like the Yankees had opportunities to do that. Uh, Houston had a lot of opportunities. I think more opportunities to win that game honestly if we're being very honest about what what happened in this game today. But yep. what but but even when that happened, even when the Houston Astros had that many opportunities, it still took extra innings. The Yankees took the first game, then took Verlander and company to extra innings in a low-scoring game uh, that they had to win uh, in, in that way after many opportunities that were that were uh, squandered. So I think when you're looking at this in the, in the grand scheme of what happened in Houston, the Yankees should feel really good about themselves. And they yes, they could have walked away with two wins, um, 
but they didn't. They got one, and they flipped home field, and that's a good thing. So now we go 100% home. 100% with you. 100% yeah. with you. Yeah, we go home, and we do. We take care of business now. That's it. Yep. No, that's exactly the approach you have to have. Yeah, I asked you if, if uh, w- one loss can hurt more than the other. This loss hurts, but still one-to-one on the scoreboard. <laughs> you can't. That's all it is. You can lose by one or you lose by 100. It's still just one loss. So. And Verlander well, threw another 100 pitches. Yeah. So, you know. But I, I don't know. I'm... I feel like pitch pitches don't matter to Verlander yeah, at this point anymore. Like, I you you do see it in in certain situations because when he came back out after that uh, was it the sixth inning when he came back out the next inning he looked different again he looked okay he looked like he was like more fresh so that little tiny rest was like oh, oh, recharge recharge and then right. like he goes so back long out at bats could actually that could be a thing too yes like, that's that's why that's why when I'm looking at that the Lemayhu getting thrown out I'm like. If we're keeping long at-bats and we're containing this within one half of an inning, I think those are the opportunities you can get him. I mean, remember what happened in Tampa. How many balls did they hit back-to-back uh, home runs off of him? Um, in that, that, was also short, that was also short. It was short rest, rest but, they, but they got to him. They got to him. It wasn't, it wasn't three to four runs extended over an entire game. It was small opportunities. One thing to think about this week, if you've looked at the weather, Wednesday is supposed to be rain in New York. That could postpone the game to Thursday, so... So that could throw a wrench into some things as far as pitching and stuff like that. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen. It always gets weird with these postseason series and and rainouts. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen. I I think that's a bad thing. It seems like that would would favor the Astros. Yes, it would. Absolutely. Getting getting Verlander and Greinke and Cole more rest is is not good news. Their starting pitchers are better than, than our pitching. Like, bottom line. They have... Those two guys that can go into the eighth inning, uh, highly being highly effective, that's better than having five guys that might get to get the, the eighth inning, even if they're good. It doesn't even if they're good. Who cares? You got one guy who can dominate. So you getting that guy rest is a bad thing. Yeah, no rain. Keep the rain away. <laughs> no rain. Everyone do an anti-rain dance, and we will talk to you after game three. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.